C3 Wellington AMA. Ask me anything. My name is Ray here and joining me once again is Pastor Steve Hinton. Always good to be here, man. Uh, we made it to episode two. Can you believe it? Yeah, two. Yeah, so let's gonna get better and better. Hey, I wanna break I wanna break down some basic stuff. We'll just dry, dive straight into it uh, for this episode. I wanna break down some basic Bible questions. Bring it on. What is the Bible? So the Bible is a collection of books written by many different authors. Who wrote them? Oh gosh, I couldn't list them all. Uh, do you want me to list them, to list them all? List some of the big ones. <laughs> so the first five books of the Bible, um, often known as the Torah, was written by Moses. Moses, the guy that parted the seas? Parted the seas, came down with the Ten Commandments. When he did all that, where did he find time to write, to write books? He <laughs> well, wrote five books. He was in the desert for an awful long time, anyway. Crikey. 40 years wandering, maybe not. Uh, then we've got... Oh, look, then you, you moved from there. We've got some books by the yeah. by the apostles. Yes, you do. So you jump, see, the, the Bible's broken up into two testaments. Uh, and that's exactly it's a testament, like a, a, a testimony or to testify. So you've got the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the and the. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. What would be the divider? What would What's the division that cr- from old to new? Well, I know the Old Testament is about... You know, stuff that happened before Jesus. Yes. The new ones are after. But where, where is that line? Is the line the birth of well, Jesus? Well, so, so the Old Testament finishes in a book called Malachi. It was, Malachi was a, a prophet. But anyway, it ends with Malachi. And then there's 400 years of silence. 400 years. 400 nothing happening. Years. Well, things were happening, but there was nothing written. Uh, or nothing written that was canonized into scripture, put it that way. Uh, we call this the intertestamental period, but anyway, we, we, we're probably diver- di- digressing here a little bit. Uh, but 400 years, uh, and then all of a sudden, into history comes the Son of God, Jesus. And so the New Testament is from the birth of Christ. From the actual through. birth? Or are we talking that st- whole story about, uh, what, what is it, Mary, uh, the angel on the back of the donkey walking to Bethlehem? Yeah, so you've got um, you've got four. You've got what we call the um, the gospels, and there's four of them. I know I'm oversimplifying. No, things. don't. No, look, I'm, I, look, I don't think there is a, an oversimplification of this. Is uh, I'll just say that look, uh, I'm 42. Uh, people my age might have had exposure to Sunday school or children's church or some like form like that. But nowadays, and so there would be Bible literacy that was, you know. I guess whatever level and nowadays it's just that's not there and so I don't think there's an oversimplification at all so I welcome basically picking up what Disney puts down for us yeah that's right come on uh, so you know Matthew Mark Luke and John these are the Gospels and each one of them is an account of the life of Jesus but think of it as from one perspective and someone else's perspective and someone else's perspective so they're all following and watching Jesus but they're all getting a little bit of a different take and so they also have different um, audiences and so they're writing they're writing for specifically for their audience as well. So they want, so for example, Matthew, he, he's writing to Jews. And so Matthew writes, uh, so he wants to, uh, he wants to draw the lineage of Jesus back to David, King David, because the Jews knew that from the line of David would come the Messiah. And so Matthew wants to write to the Jews. Uh, and so he wants to help them understand that Jesus was the Messiah. And so he, 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 he shares his, his, account of Jesus you know with that with his audience in mind and so it's it's neat that we have these four different accounts um, of basically that following the same the same person and 
it's a beautiful thing because they 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 complement one another so well. Um, so they they do cross over. There are different yeah. the same story, different angles. Yeah, you'll find you'll find the same same stories uh, uh, and often repeated in gospels. And so some of Jesus's teachings, he would often tell stories. Uh, I love that Jesus told stories um, to help people understand. You know, uh, I think it's a great way to help people understand. These stories were called parables, um, and just, so Jesus taught in parables, which is just saying he taught in stories. Uh, and you'd find these parables, you know, crossing over in the different gospels because, hey, Mark was there and Matthew, and so. Well, finding out that the, the, they got the same story from different angles kind of puts a new aspect and you spin on the whole "is the Bible real" type thing. Uh, yeah. To me, is like, well, if you if you've got the same people, so multiple people talking about the same story, then clearly something happened there. Yeah. Well, this is it. So, I mean, to try and demolish Christianity, that you've got to go after the foundation that we stand upon, and that is the Bible. And so, you know, it's been well and truly shaken and tested from all angles by all sorts of scholars and skeptics over many generations and still found to be held true. One of the things I love about uh, the gospel accounts, and uh, this might be a little bit of a fuzzy recollection and I might not get all the detail correct, but I was watching um, uh, God's Not Dead 2, the movie. And in this movie, God's In a world <laughs> where God wasn't dead. <laughs> he was The sequel. <laughs> the sequel. You got it. And they're actually making a third one. So there we go. Uh, but the ultimately, there's a, there's a court trial. And one of the, and uh, it was a teacher who was sharing, said something that was deemed to be sharing her faith. And she was suspended from school. And then it was the trial of whether or not she should, you know, recant. And anyway, point being is that they got this, uh, they got this, man to come and share on, you know, to give an account because he's an expert and he was an expert in forensic science and he was, he was like one of those CSI guys. He'd go into the crime scene and forensically study it and, uh, drops of blood on the curtains, all sorts of stuff like that. Right. And so he, he, and, and he would also do, they did like psycho, psychological analyzing of people and these stories and, and to figure out how, what's true and what's lying and what's fake and all the rest of it. And, so he was a forensic um, investigator, and one thing he talked about when he talked about um, the gospel accounts is how they cooperated each other without intentionally trying to. I'll give you an example, and this is the example he used in the movie, was uh, when Jesus was put on trial and then given over to the, uh, to the Roman officers and they were beating him. Uh, one account said, that, uh, said that, that they were beating him and saying to Jesus, Go on, prophesy who struck you, and they'd strike him. Go on, prophesy, tell us who struck you, which is kind of weird language, you know, kind of unusual that they'd do that. But the reason that they were doing that, we don't get that from that account, but we get it from another account because it says that there was a crown of thorns that they had made and thrust on his head, and the blood was going into his eyes, and so he couldn't see. And so the reason they're saying prophesy, tell us who struck who struck you, is because the crown of thorns had caused blood to go in his eyes, and he couldn't see. But you didn't get that from the first account; you got that from the second account, who was seeing the same thing and telling a little bit more of the story. And so they were cooperating each other without meaning to. So we're getting two different eyewitness accounts, yeah. different facts. Yeah. So it's, and, they, and, they, and they help. And this is what they do when they're doing, you know, when police are investigating two different, pe two different um, people's accounts of a story. They, they see if they, they cooperate, if they make sense, if they, if they tie together seamlessly. Uh, and this is what's so beautiful about the Gospels. They do. So, yeah. Okay, so we've got two testaments. Yeah, old, old and new. We've got how many books? 
66. 66 books. Wow, that's a lot of reading. That's a lot, that's a lot. In fact, you do well to get through that in a year. Uh, there's a lot of Bible in a year programs. I highly recommend them. Um, plug for YouVersion, uh, jump onto YouVersion. You can have a Bible app on your phone with reading plans, help you in everyday read, tick a box. You can even get streaks going. You can get a streak going, Bible reading streak. How many days in a row can you do it? Uh, so that's pretty cool. All right, I've got another question for you. Before Go I get it. into that, what's your favorite part of the Bible? Great question. So my, I really resonate with, uh, with the Apostle John, the disciple John. He wrote a gospel account, the book of John. It's, Original name. Yeah, the book of John. And uh, I love it because it's, he's really relational. He really, he really, there was a closeness within his relationship with Jesus where he's, he's very relational. And so there's a lot of, I just feel a lot of heart in it. Uh, and so for me, you know, the last account of Jesus before he went to the cross with his, with his boys, with his close, his community, his church. Uh, he, you know, there's this real special like kind of moment, and in John 13, he, you know, drops down and he into the dirt and he washes his disciples' feet, and uh, you know, and and he does this as an example to them. He says, you know, as I've done for you, and I, and you call me Lord, and you'd be right, but if I am your Lord, would wash your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet, you know, and um, and then he goes on just into John 14. It's just such beautiful moments of yet yeah, it's just this understanding of the heart of Jesus through John which really pulls me into wanting the same kind of relationship with Jesus closeness intimacy I think that's what's on offer and I think that I think too many I think Christianity has been sold or peddled as a belief system a morality a code I do this I don't do that I listen to Christian music I don't listen to Jay-Z, you know, like sort of ridiculous, like I don't watch R16 movies unless they're about Jesus, you know, like it's like, this is ridiculous. So it's about these rules. And when I read the book of John, it just reminds me it's not, it's about relationship. It's about God who, came, who loved us so much that he would come, I think it blows my mind that Jesus would come as a baby into <laughs> into humanity, into his own creation. There's a lot of trust there. I mean, he had to trust, God had to trust Mary that, that she was going to look after him. Yeah, yeah, and like, and you know, pooing nappies and all, right? You know, like, it's just, it's crazy. They would have been, they would have been those washable ones though, eh? <laughs> Holy! <laughs> yeah, literally. So, I mean, I just feel like it's, oh man, I just, it just, it's, it's such an amazing, mind-blowing thing but I would say that you know for those that are on a journey of seeking and not understanding what faith is if I was if someone said where would you recommend that I read like I've got a Bible where do I start I'd say start in the book of John cool time is marching on one more question before we wrap up with so much time that has passed since the Bible the books of the Bible were written does the Bible as a whole, or even part of it, still have relevance in this day and age, in society these days? Where does it fit? Brilliant question, and such a relevant question. The, the question of relevance is such a relevant question. Uh, yeah, great. Man, absolutely. Um, truth is truth, and truth is timeless. Jesus himself said that the truth will set us free. 
that there's freedom in truth, yeah? So it's not just truth for truth's sake, but truth that springs freedom. You know, I believe that God created this world with rhythm, with intent. I believe that, you know, sin fractured that rhythm and threw things a little bit out of sync, out of harmony. But that the cool thing about God's Word, and uh, we've got to remember the Bible is not just words, but God's Word. Uh, and there's something about the Bible, it's like when you, you don't just read it, it reads you, you know? It's like you lay your life upon this thing and you just see where, you know, where you stack, where, not I was going to say where you stack up, but you can just see where you, it just, you lay your life on there and it's just a beautiful way of just saying, come on, this is where we can grow and work. And But there's a rhythm to everything and so God's Word and God's truth is bringing the rhythm of intent back into into creation, into society. You know, I, I believe wholeheartedly if we were to live in accordance to God's Word, that'd be the end of so much of what we struggle with and suffer with. You know, I want to tackle, oh, just, let me just throw a couple out there. Anxiety, depression, insecurity, fear. These things are rampant in our generation. Mental illness is rampant. Mental health or mental illness, however you want to say it, is rampant in our generation. I believe that the answer is found in God's Word. The answer is Jesus, but not. But the answer is a person, but the, to expound on that, to find the rhythm of how to live, back in the rhythm of intent of the creation that we live in right now, the way that it was meant to be, you'll find that through Scripture. You'll find so much, uh, you know, and, and so, no, as we, get, as we get more enlightened and more advanced as a human race, does it make the Bible any less relevant absolutely not it's timeless and the truth and truth is always going to be truth and uh and jesus it brings freedom you mentioned and i i i love uh when you use bible words not necessarily bible words when you use when you use uh church terminology <laughs> you mentioned the word and this is going to be the dumb question of the of the episode scripture yeah great Explain. So, scripture is uh, is a terminology for um, the writings in the Bible. So, we've uh, and it is and it is Christianese, I guess, isn't it? You know. So, uh, when 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 these letters or books were written, they were written like letters or books, um, and then to help guide people to reference, they then got chaptered and versed somewhere along the line. So, so, so hang on, break this down. You've got you've got two testaments. Yes. Testaments are made up of books Correct. written by the likes of Peter and Paul. Yes. And then each book is broken up into a chap into chapters. Into chapters and verses. And, and the, the verses, new one, right? So the verses are the uh, the short one liners. Yeah. And so and so this is where we get so we get the terminology scripture, which is normally referring to a a verse or a block of verses so think of micro like taking every sentence and referencing every sentence or not every sentence but every every thought that makes sense or can be chunked together and that's where we get the terminology verses so you know you've heard the saying oh you know give me chapter and verse or i'll give it to you in chapter and verse you know so this is uh this is you know being drawn from it's a biblical reference so you've got books and those books have chapters and those chapters have verses and so so you say is the fancy way of saying the book verses. of the book of Genesis, chapter one, verse four. Correct. Is and the Lord said, "Let there be light." Well done. Come on. 
It's only the only one Did I, I get know. It right? Yeah, you got it right. It's yes. the only one I know. Woo. And I, I think I quote that one every time I turn a light on in the house. <laughs> uh, for, for one of our tech guys, I love it, man. Let there be light. And yes, we love our lighting. And that is what we're aiming for through this podcast, which is C3 Wellington AMA. Ask me anything. Steve, Pastor Steve Hinton, thank you very much once again for your time. Yeah, thank you, Ray. I look forward to uh, bringing more stupid questions. There is no stupid questions. No such thing. And if anyone listening wants to submit a question, the best way to get in contact with C3 Wellington is through the website or Facebook even. Facebook.com forward slash C3 Church Wellington or the website c3churchwellington.nz. We welcome the questions, bring them in, whether they be anonymous or otherwise. And just before we do depart, I wanted to touch on, you said community earlier on. Mm -hmm. Community. uh, We've got quite a strong community going on with C3 Wellington. Uh, Not only do we meet on a Sunday, twice on a Sunday, but we're talking... We meet all the time, man, all over the place. Activities, but but groups, we call them collectives. We call our our midweek gatherings collectives, and we do them fortnightly. Um, So we have, you know, two specific weeks in church life for us, but in one of those weeks is Collective Week, which is our gatherings around common interests, is to build community, uh, to find people that are into into the same thing, man. If you're into mountain biking or running or walking or playing board games or tell you what the board get the gaming yep. collective is a lot of fun yeah I mean if, if you if you don't mind losing come along <laughs> <laughs> them farting words boy <laughs> so yeah we I mean look church by definition is people you know it's the gathering of, of God's people and so you know um, church is not a building or an organization it's people and so we want to build a community that is a group of people on mission together we're, 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 we're going somewhere, but we want to go together. And a term that's thrown around C3 Wellington is let's do life together. So jump on the website, find the collective groups, connect with us through c3churchwellington.nz, and we'd love to catch up with you. Thanks, Steve. Awesome. Man.